Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver. My doctorate is in organizational business psychology with a concentration in sport and performance. And I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Gladie Baradarin. She has 15 years of HR experience and has a love of organizational development. She is based in Canada. I have Lisa McDonald, founder of Career Polish, where she specializes in career management and executive presence. And I have Diane Helbig. She is the founder of Helbig Enterprises, where they serve business owners and professionals who want to realize better outcomes and greater happiness. She is an author and hosts the podcast, Accelerate Your Business Growth. The question I have today, how did you learn to advocate for yourself? This is such a great topic. I'm excited about this because I think this is a topic that we face every day in every situation, not just career, but also your personal life. Mm -hmm. And what I find is as women, when we're taught that it's not ladylike or it's not professional for us to boast about ourselves. And this is really self-advocacy when you do it correctly, when it's not boasting, it's just telling your story. So how I learned was actually in getting out of an abusive relationship and having to be able to stand up to myself and say, you know what? No, I am worth something and I'm not that. And having that sense of self-worth and being able to get out of that, that gave me the courage to be able to translate it into my career. But what I recommend for people in, in starting out is instead of approaching something as I'm great in this because that feels uncomfortable is here's how I serve someone else. Here's mm. how I help someone. And this is what I do. And this is how they benefit from it. This is really self-advocating because you're demonstrating how your value impacts other people. Totally. I would actually continue on what Lisa say, going back to how women been treated around the world, like in all cultures, like we are like a at the bottom because we just have to be caring and accept whatever is happening and and just look after others. I think that you can have both. You can be caring, compassionate, loving, supportive, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, do self-care and advocate for yourself. And as Lisa said, you can do it by showing what you're doing and verbalizing it and being comfortable to talk Mm -hmm. about it because while you're doing this, then you can self-advocate for yourself without even bragging about it. You're just saying true, true to yourself and you say who you are. It's so funny. I'm listening to you guys and I'm thinking, and then we teach other people how to do it mm. because they see us do it. The way it feels to them is that we're not bragging. We're not boasting. We're just stating. And I love, Lisa, what you said about talking about how you serve because it really is so much easier mm. to talk about how you serve, who you serve. But I also feel like if I think about the question, how did you learn or when did you learn? I'm wondering if for some of us, there has to be that um, sort of event, something that happens that we just say, okay, hang on a second. Something in us says, even if we can't articulate it, something in us says, I'm done. Uh, enough. This is not serving me. This is really not working for me. And when we do that, that feels so good and empowering that then it's easier to continue to advocate for ourselves in other situations. I think there's an aspect too, that goes right along with that, Diane, of deciding, I don't care if you think I'm difficult. 
I've decided that your opinion does not matter enough for me to subvert my needs to make you happy. Yeah. Doesn't matter enough. You didn't Mm -hmm. say it didn't matter. It's just on a scale. This is more important to me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means creating a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. I think that's a natural Mm -hmm. tendency that, that flows out of when you begin to advocate for yourself, it creates discomfort or uncomfortable situations Uh because people aren't used to it. And I think Mm -hmm. the most empowering thing that not only a woman, but anybody can do is learn to say no and not follow it with a reason. Mm. I can say no because I don't want to. I don't have to explain it to anybody. I don't have to justify myself. And giving yourself permission and power to say, no, but thank you for asking. That's free right there. Yeah. I think going back to the question, how I I started self-advocating or advocating for myself was twofold. First, it was easiest to advocate for others. Mm. I think my voice was stronger. I had less uh, shyness or fear inside of me because I was doing it for somebody else. And I've seen others doing it for themselves or others taught me how to do it. So going back to what Diane was saying, it's like learning it as well and, and normalizing it. But we have a job to do. We all have to do this hard step. If we don't do it, who's going to do it for us? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's not just about being able to say no. I think it, it also includes speaking up when something happens or someone says something. Like I'm reminded of being in the mall with my kids when they were little. And we stopped at one of these kiosks thing. And this woman was explaining her product and she started saying something about Jews. And I was standing there with my children and I'm thinking, okay, well, I could let this go. And we walked away and I stopped and I said, okay, hang on a second. I I need to go back. And my son was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, Aaron, you don't have to stand there, but I'm doing it. Yep. I went back over and I lit her up and I thought, I have to do this because my children are watching and they're Mm -hmm. Jewish. Even if they weren't, you just, I have to say something because that's bad. And that woman needs to know she doesn't know who she's talking to whenever she opens up her mouth and she, she needs to stop. So was it uncomfortable? Yeah. Did I get my blood pressure went up? I faint, whatever. Yes. But whether my kids remember it or not, as an actual event, they will remember the standing up for something that's right and they will learn from it yeah right Mm -hmm. and they'll do it and they do good part of being able to stand up for yourself and advocate is recognizing that feeling in the pit of your stomach when something isn't right and not ignoring it being able to say I don't like that. That's not okay. And then allowing yourself to say out loud, that's not okay. And when we do that, to your point, Diane, other people see it. I had an experience when I was in the hospital many years ago where I was very good at speaking up for myself. And when I got out, the woman who was in the bed next to me found me on Facebook. I didn't even know her name. She found me on Facebook and said, Thank you so much. Hearing you do that gave me the power to advocate for myself too. And isn't that an environment where it is so, oh, sorry, Lisa, where it is so critically important to advocate for yourself? Because if you don't, 
No one else is going to. Exactly. Well, and, and to your point is advocating for yourself doesn't mean combative. It can be yeah. humble. It can be approachable. It can be genuine. And it can just be a matter of, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be a part of that. It can be standing against something or it can be standing for something or asking for something that you want. Maybe this is a, a good lead into how is don't think standing up for yourself or self-advocating means combative or aggressive. It depends That's on how long you wait. If the line is here and they're here and you say, no, it's a little tiny. Nope. That's not okay. If the line is here and you let them get way over there, then it becomes combative because you've got to shove them all the way back again. It's better to do it sooner than later. It is better to do it sooner. I agree. As I was saying, again, we can both go together. We can be yeah. compassionate, kind, supporting, and yeah. advocating for yourself and saying the right thing. Yeah, it's having that confidence and that really believing that you're worth it, that there's value in in sa- saying whatever it is you're about to say, that making the decision that you're going to make and really knowing that that is what serves you best. And right? willing to be able to deal with the fallout. Yeah. Because there will be a fallout. There will be People fallout. And you have to be willing to change. say, right. and it's okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's the price to pay to be where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're going to find you have supporters uh-huh. when you do this that are going to help uplift you and sustain you as you learn to do this process. Because it's not a one-time thing. This mm-hmm. is a process that you I'm have to, a skill to master. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Well, ladies, that is our 10 minutes. Such an important topic. Thank you for having this discussion with me. And I look forward to seeing each of you hopefully again together very soon.